Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Every manuscript needs revision, but do you know how to step back and critically assess what you need to do to revise? Do you know what questions to ask? Katie Davis has a free checklist for you called Five Important Questions to Ask When Critiquing Your Own Manuscript. Katie is the former director of the Institute of Children's Literature, co-founder of Picture Book Summit, founder of the Writer's Block, and author, illustrator, or editor of 16 books. Katie has critiqued hundreds of manuscripts, so get your copy of Five Important Questions to Ask When Critiquing Your Own Manuscript free at katiedavis.com slash five questions. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirstie can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstiencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L dot com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirstie. Do you like lobster? I'll be honest. Lobster's not my favorite, but give me a cup of chowder and I'm a happy gal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is perfect, because today we're talking about Lobster Garden by Allie Bryden and E.G. Keller. This hysterical book had both of us laughing, especially because we're both from the Boston area and we're very familiar with this accent. The book chronicles a lobster rivalry, but when garbage ruins their gardens, they figure out a way to work together. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even with this book. It. It's simply marvelous. We're excited (laughs) to talk with Allie, Gerald, and their editor, Kelly Borales-Saylor, about the creative process behind Lobstagatton. Let's talk. So, Allie and Gerald, we're going to start with you. You had me at Lobsta, and (laughs) I'm just so curious where the idea for this story came from. Uh, Well, the story actually started off completely different. It was going to be a story about a lobster who escapes, and it's a chase across country with the chef chasing him. But it just sat there, didn't go anywhere. And then I started reading more about the plastics issue in the oceans, and it just seemed like it kind of worked its way into this. Most of the time, whenever I start writing stuff, it starts out with a character, and Walter has existed for quite a while as just a sketch. And it just slowly evolved into the story it is. And I think what really made it was creating two characters and giving Walter someone who's totally opposite of him and just Milton just set up a perfect odd couple. I love the juxtaposition Mm -hmm. of those Mm -hmm. two characters. They're they're funny guys, funny lobsters. (laughs) (laughs) When I came on board, Gerald had kind of done this really solid foundation 
And the stuff that I contributed to the story as author came from really thinking really hard about every odd couple that I knew, both in reality, like my two sons are completely at odds with each other most of the time. And, you know, like book characters, TV characters, movie characters, and just sort of really like tease out with Gerald who Walter and Milton were. And I sat and I thought about like every undersea pun that I could possibly come to mind. I love Um, that part of the book. (laughs) <laughs> and try we're to big, layer. We're big pun fans. We are. Yeah. Gerald and I, oh, it was so much fun. We sort of lobbed these jokes and puns back and forth to each other. So it was a really enjoyable process. But yeah, I think we wanted to layer the story with as much humor as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, plastics in our oceans was a huge driving force. We both knew we wanted the ending to really pack a punch. And that the takeaway was ultimately going to be that humans are polluting the seas at the expense of our undersea friends. So I think the question for us was like, how can we deliver this kind of tough message in a package that is not just going to be palatable for young readers, but like funny and enjoyable too. You definitely succeeded with that. Nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) So Kelly, what was it about this story that made you want to acquire it? I typically love books that have tons of humor, but have sort of an underlying message to it. That's something that really appeals to me. And this is the really weird thing, but I have had in my head for like decades, there was a bit on SNL Saturday Night Live, like years ago, where they had a, like a Boston clam chowder bit, and they all just kept saying clam chowder. And, oh, really? Yeah, it had to do with somebody's joke timing. So the bit wasn't necessarily about clam chowder, but that voice has been in my head for like 25 years, 30 years. And so when I read this book, I couldn't stop laughing at all of the lobster garden references and things. So I loved the idea of this crazy, silly, laugh out loud story that's also going to teach parents and kids about plastics in our ocean and that we could all kind of work together to make a difference. Yeah, I love that. It's great. So when it was submitted to you, Gerald, did you already had decided that you were going to illustrate the book as well? Uh, Yeah, I had the character design figured out and I was working on just the vibe of the book. This is a little more of a rough illustration style. The original design for Walter was a lot more refined, a lot more almost, I'm going to say Disney-ish. This is going to pull in references to uh, the crab from Little Mermaid. And so I had to kind of step back and, and retool it and simplify it. I want some ways of doing this that would allow some real experimenting of like expression. This allows for a lot more emotional reaction. So Kelly, when you received the submission, it was a dummy? It was thumbnailed out a few sample spreads. We didn't have the full layout of the entire book. I know how it was submitted. It was much more tight sketch for the characters. We try to follow everybody we work with on social media. And of course, we follow Gerald on social media. And we had seen some of your more recent like sketches and things that were like, oh, we really like this art style. I wonder if he'd be interested in kind of doing it more this way. And then Gerald sent us something and said, I'm kind of thinking of maybe doing it more this way. And we're like, yes, (laughs) that's That's exactly what we were thinking. (laughs) Well, when I first started off in illustrating, I used to be very, very tight, very uh, rendered, but I'm also interested in new stuff. And so I was getting a little burned out on doing stuff that way. So I started doing a lot of research about what can I do? I got really inspired by a couple of things that I found at estate sales of old, like uh, mid-century illustrations. I found like, especially like the cards and things like that. And I've found some paintings that are really 
loose and I got some inspiration from and then just started looking at more at um, old style illustration um, of old uh, children's books. And so it seemed like it lent itself to the story and it's a great way to stretch my wings. Very interesting. So as far as the writing process goes then for this story, were the R's originally in Lobster and Garden (laughs) and then we went looser with with the R's as well (laughs) or was it always Lobster Garden? was always Lobster Garden. Is this the first story you've collaborated on? This is the first story that we've collaborated on as authors, but Gerald and I have worked together before. Back in 2017, we started working together on the Last Week Tonight with John Oliver book, Marlon yes. Bundo. We created that book together in what, five weeks? Yeah, it was, weeks? it was. Wow. Incredible. For that project, I was the editor and Gerald was the illustrator, obviously. So Kelly, can you (laughs) share with us what it was like editing this story? It was a lot of fun. The biggest thing was just trying to figure out the pacing. You know, that was something that we all worked on together and how we were going to paginate the project and decide where those page turns were going to be and then decide, okay, do we always spell it Godin? You know, those (laughs) kinds of uh, fun things. One of my favorite moments and this is just in the life of an editor, when you present this book to the rest of the company, you have to explain the pros and cons and talk about what we think the potential is for a project. And I did a read aloud in front of the company with a Boston accent. (laughs) I only read a short little bit from the book, but the response I got of people cracking up I was able to crack up a room full of adults uh, and I was like, that's it. We've got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. So fun. It's so fun to read aloud. It's true. And I live in the Boston area and it's just so fun to have a book that embodies that Boston accent. Oh, well, what I a hope, feel of I approval. We... Gerald, there's so much personality in the facial expressions of Walter and Milton and it just adds so much humor. Can you give us a look into how you created your illustrations for this story. This one, I did roughs, and I used the roughs that were in the dummy as beginning points, and then just started painting digitally uh, under it to kind of keep the energy, because I've always liked sketches a lot better than final artwork. And what's one of the things I'm trying to catch with this look, trying to keep that energy that you have in sketches that sometimes gets lost in translation. And so this one, uh, there was a lot of looseness of taking the sketches and using them not as direct placements, but as like suggestions. And it was very freeing, actually. Incredible. When someone reads Lopstagadden, what do you hope they feel or learn? Um, Kelly, we'll start with you. Well, hopefully they think it's funny. I hope the first thing they feel is just joyfulness. Children's books are that magical world where you can experience fun and joy, and also learn something about yourself and the world. And so I hope that with the humor comes learning and that there is a bit of learning about friendship, getting along with people who are different from us, and the environment, taking care of our waterways, also taking a stand. So how about you, Gerald? What do you hope people feel or learn? I just want them to have a good time. I love stories that are just fun to read. Like, I like puns in books. Me too. I want the kids to have fun. One of the aspects I liked about this story was that in spite of the fact that Walter makes all these changes to try winning his contest, he still doesn't win. But in life, you can do everything right and still not 
come out on top. Such a powerful message for kids. Very true. Mm -hmm. They need it. Okay, Allie, how about you? When someone reads Lobstergarden. So I definitely hope the book makes people laugh. I hope it makes children try on a Boston accent with reverence. Yeah. Um, I hope that chowder head becomes the new thing that kids call each other on the playground. (laughs) (laughs) In all seriousness, I hope it gets readers to see that they can work together with people who they might not um, see eye to eye with, like Walter and Milton wind up doing, and also fight back. And of course, I really hope it gets readers to care more about our Earth, especially oceans and sea creatures and get more involved in efforts to tackle pollution. A big thank you to Allie, Gerald, and Kelly for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for Lobstagatin. Check out the show notes to learn more about Allie and Gerald and their other fabulous books. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode. And we would love it if you would leave us a review. Thanks for listening and happy Happy looking. Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call. <laughs>